and welcome to the Remember the Girls podcast. I'm Emma Bliss, president of Remember the Girls and a carrier of X-linked myotubular myopathy, or MTM, a rare neuromuscular disorder. Remember the Girls is a nonprofit organization founded in 2017 with a mission to support and advocate for female carriers of X-linked genetic disorders. Our sole purpose is to provide collaboration, education, and growth to our community and spread awareness of X-linked women patients and their symptoms to the world of medicine and genetics. We do this by sharing our own personal journeys with you, along with many other brave women. Um, Loris is... 42 years young and native to the island of Puerto Rico. She is the mother of three amazing children, ages 14, 13, and 8, and has had a roller coaster of experiences regarding her and their health care. Her children have MTM and are the miracles in her life. Every day has been a learning experience with MTM, and I'm so grateful to have her sharing her journey here with you today. Loris, welcome. Thank you. I'm going to open the space up for you to just share your journey with everybody here. Hi, everyone. Um, well, I didn't know of this condition until my daughter was um, diagnosed at age five. And when that happened, um, the doctor said right away, hey, you have this. He did a nerve test on me and did a biopsy to my daughter. Um, I remember being very sluggish, falling a lot while I wasn't shot. I, I thought I was just clumsy, uh, but never thought that it was the condition. So, and um, well, short story um, my kids have kept me on a roller coaster of healthcare. Um, they are truly my miracles. My youngest daughter, um, she is 13 right now, but when she was first born, we had her in and out of the hospital for three and a half years. Um, she lived more in the hospital. My oldest one, who is 14 at the moment, 13 or 14, um, I forget their ages. So she was more of a healthier um, way, but then when she turned around three, that's when we started seeing symptoms that we didn't understand. She didn't walk until she was almost two. Um, then my son was born. My son, um, right away, um, a lot, a lot of problems that I had, didn't breathe. Um, when I had them also, I, um, developed malignant hypothermia and something that now I know that is very common with MTM carriers. Um, and he has been very touch and go for a, a while. Thankfully now the past year and a half, he's been very steady, uh, doing pretty well. And now learn how to talk and things like that. Very, very feisty. Is very feisty that's kept them alive so. yeah that's awesome um so you were diagnosed through your children yeah. and it was your second daughter that was diagnosed first yes. correct they did a dip tissue biopsy on her and okay did you we have lost twins and we didn't understand why and as soon as mm -hmm. that he told us that what she had and i was pregnant already with junior um, he gathered everybody, a team, because my body was already showing. And I went up to 360-something pounds, and it was mostly amniotic fluid. Wow. And I had to do this uh, amniocentesis twice 
and each time they got two pints of the fluid out and it was a very harsh pregnancy yeah were they concerned about the fluid in your pregnancy yeah so my liver started shutting down um, i could hardly walk because of how big i got i literally have to grab my belly and carry it in my hands because i couldn't buy one of those sash for to help moms <laughs> it was my my belly was just too big it looked like i was um carrying three children in there yeah. And did you do genetic testing with them as well or the muscle biopsy? biopsy genetic testing. And mm -hmm. they, they were not too concerned about telling me about my son. They were more concerned about my body. They asked me if I wanted to terminate the pregnancy, but I said no. Um, I was going to mm -hmm. go through it. Um, mm -hmm. it. It was very challenging. Either I was getting very dehydrated, which is odd. Um, a lot of with all the food. Right. <laughs> um, I had a lot of issues with like my diabetes was out of control, but it wasn't of what I was eating. It was just my body reacting to the entire pregnancy. And oh. I learned how to um, read the sonograms every time they were checking my son. And I, I remember seeing hematomas here and here and them not talking about it. And I said, okay, something is, is, is happening. And the day that I walked in on, on May, uh, March 13th, I said, this baby's coming. I was coming in for uh, amniocentesis again. And I said, no, he's coming. I, I, my body was just so tired, very tired. Yeah. And how early was he born? He was exactly a month and a half, a month and a half, yes. Wow, that that is a common. It is common in the MTM boys to be born early because of the excessive fluid. Um, I as well had that, but they didn't catch it. They, well, I must not have had that much fluid. <laughs> I don't know, but I did. That is a common common. Now, now that I talk to other moms, um, they tell me the same thing. I a close friend that is also a mother to an MTM child. Um, the same symptoms that I had. Um, now the recovery of it after uh, giving birth, it was very painful. Um, I had to reopen several times. Um, there was just so much fluid in my body that when they opened, they didn't notice that um, they cut my thumb in a wall and they closed me up. And I'm the type of person that I can tolerate pain. So I meditate a lot when it comes to pain. And I tell them, don't touch me, don't touch me, leave me alone. But no, I, I coat it. And they're like, oh, we need to open you up again to figure out. And I remember telling them to stop, freeze everything. Here's one person pumping blood into me and another one putting a little something into my main artery vein. And I said, I need to call my husband and my mom and let them know. I honestly thought I wasn't going to make it. You have that feeling. You know? mm -hmm. And I remember seeing that bright light around me. I said, oh, here I go. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, can you share a little bit about the symptoms that your girls have are expressing? So my oldest daughter, um, her knees are now bumping together and she is, she says it's, she, that she's clumsy, but it's not. It's just that the legs are showing signs that they're getting, starting to show um, a little weaker. Also, her toes are starting to get deformed. Um, she's always in a lot of muscle aches especially if it's too hot, they don't do good. If it's too cold, forget about it. My youngest one is more affected. 
she is currently more in the wheelchair. We don't understand why she has progressed so much in, in a year and a half. Where she could power walk now is early. And she's tiptoeing. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a very difficult journey because she's a teenager. Um, she doesn't understand why her body's doing what it's doing. So we're doing a lot of healing at the moment and embracing this because I wish that I, I can, you know, have a magic wand and say, I'm going to take it all away, but it's, it's not like that. So we're just embracing it as a family, a lot of support yeah. with her, um, her arms at the moment, her left side is completely, um, really non-mobile, but so she did have like mini strokes a couple months ago and her arms are in more. We're talking about almost a bionic arm the thing that we're going to be working with the same with her leg um, on orthotic that is going to be sending a um, message to her knees to stay still and to do the proper thing because when she collapses it's either she falls completely into her head or she falls in a way that her ankle breaks we have passed six breaks already wow. and it, wow. all of that had happened at school you know kids are not careful around her when she's walking, I can't force her to be in a wheelchair all day long. She wants to be walking around a little bit and doing the, you know, try to be as much as she can of a child. And, um, yeah. So her tibia um, had hairline fractures three of the times. So that is also affecting her growth at the moment. Um, then she's very long arms, but they're in, if that makes sense. I'm not, I, I have that issue that when I turned 40, I couldn't lift my arms certain way. Like my muscles were so tight that I just couldn't lift it. So my mother it does the same thing. And she says, start doing the spider crawl in the walls and that's to rehab my arm. And now I can lift it to a somewhat good range. My daughter is getting there, but she's just overall very weak. Um, it's affecting her and the swallow. We're doing another um, swallow test to see. So we're, we've talked about G-tube and trachs with her, and that will be our last resort. Um, we're using acophysis already with her to help her get all that secretion out. And she sleeps elevated. So mm -hmm. and it's, it's been quite a journey with her. Yeah, and what do, what do her doctors say? Did they, they completely believe it's related to myotubular myopathy? So the doctor at UCLA knows that it's that, but then the ones here in Orange County, they think it's just muscle dystrophy. And when I tell them of the name, they're kind of like, oh. So then when I mentioned the doctor at UCLA, oh, but he, he knows he's the only doctor in our area that deals mm -hmm. with this ultra rare. So they're, they're baffled by it, you know? Yeah. I can imagine, uh, especially with your daughter being so young. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so in a few simple words, what does being a carrier of MTM mean to you? Well, I wrote down um, motivation, and that is uh, motivation to care more. Before, I wasn't caring of myself like I am now. Mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. look at... I want to stay alive and healthy for my children. They need me. My husband needs me. And just yes. that motivation to stay alive and do as much as I can. Awesome. So what is something you wish more people knew about carriers of MTM? 
I do understand that the, the girls feel this too. Um, we are kind of like in the back of a burner, uh, it's sad to say, but a lot of people don't believe it. And just because you don't mm -hmm. show the symptoms, it doesn't mean you don't have them. And I that they could embrace it just as we are trying to embrace it because it is difficult to be with something that is painful all day long. Yeah, yeah. Um, what challenges do you think our future will hold as carriers and what do you hope for the future of MTM carriers? The challenges are that if we don't take care of this now, if we see it in the beginning, that more girls are going to get affected and be mm -hmm. like we are at the moment trying to mental health the child more than anything because they can't understand. Um, I wish there was more um, research out there, more data. And for, for the doctors to actually listen to the mothers too. That's our main thing is listen to what we have to say, what we're feeling. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, two more questions for you. If you could go back to before you knew you were a carrier, before it all began, what would you tell yourself? Live life to the fullest and love yourself on it. I wasn't, I didn't care of, of my body as I do now, you know, and now. I love that message. Yeah, just really love yourself. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, so to end this conversation, I'd love for you to give me your one word when you think of Remember the Girls and the Future for Women Carriers of Myotubular Myopathy, what is the first word that comes to mind? Embrace. Embrace. Embrace everything, all the love, because that's what is going to get you through. Um, every changes in your, in your body, in your mental state, just embrace it and go with it. And just life is beautiful. It doesn't matter. Um, what we're going through, life is just so beautiful. And, and I have a lot to be thankful for. Perfect. Thank you so much for your yeah. time.